Welcome back to Respect the Process. I'm Kelly Hunter, alongside the voice of all things Alabama, Chris Stewart. And I'm glad you kept that voice because once I, I keep saying it, but it has been yet another hell of a week for Alabama basketball this there time. Was, it was a much better week. Yeah. Uh, at the time you and I visited, I think they were coming off the loss to Tennessee. Yep. Had not played Auburn yet. Nope. We were talking about lacking consistency. Yeah, exactly. So we visited on a Monday. The game was on Wednesday against the Tigers. They played well, which made the Thursday edition of the Nate Oates show much more enjoyable I would, yeah, the to tone, discuss. Yeah. Well, if you if you got to talk two losses, that's not a very enjoyable show. As it worked out, we got a chance to talk briefly about Tennessee, recap that, put a bow on it, move on, Done. and and it was a lot more fun to discuss Auburn because that was a great performance, a great win against a, a team that was playing great in Auburn at that time. Well, and I mean it's 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 a big win regardless because sure. we know that Auburn is a talented team. They're they're hitting a, a skid right now, but that is a talented team. But then for Coach Oates, in between that game and heading into the weekend, to change the lineup to kind of shake it up a little bit, yeah, um, follow through on we cannot start games like this. We can't keep digging right. a hole for ourselves and having to you know pull ourselves out. He was able to uh, bring some guys off the bench that on Saturday night played really, really well against yeah. LSU. Rylan Griffin played so well last week for this team. You know, it, it gets, and we talk about it every week now, but you almost bank on somehow, some way, regardless of how he's shooting the ball from the field, Mark Sears is going to get his 21, 22 points. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, he's, given. he's arriving given. at that yeah. number every game in just about every way imaginable. So he's, he's going to gut out. You can bank on 20 from him. Yeah. But everybody else, what are they going to do? And, boy, Rylan was so good coming off the bench against LSU or against Auburn. And then Nate decided, all right, we're not going to wait any longer. Yeah. You know, he, had, he had been coming off the bench for a couple of games. And I think that was to maybe just try to find some ways to get a different look, a different start. And, and Rylan handled it so well and accepted his role and was terrific. Um Huge 12 points in five minutes yeah. against Auburn, I think, early in that stretch. And then he comes back and gets the starting role and does it out of the gate mm -hmm. against LSU, which was really badly needed. Uh, because LSU played well. We couldn't get stops. But, man, offensively, we were as good as we had right. been. And they were, they were entertaining. They were fun to watch. They got it done. And then the defense picked up in the second half. Yeah. And that was – the reason they won it as comfortably as they did. But LSU got out of character. They're not a tempo team, uh, but they were able to match Alabama offensively. Yeah. But they just couldn't do it for 40 minutes. And, man, it's incredible to think that the record for most five – excuse me, the record for most 100-point games in a season for Alabama had been five. And Alabama has already exceeded that. And we're not six. out of January we're yet. We're not out of January yet, and they've already gotten to that number. Now, that doesn't change the fact they've still got to be better defensively yeah. because the offense is not going to be there every night. It's probably not going to be there on the road at the way mm -hmm. in the manner it's been at home. But, man, when they are cooking with gas like they were in, in that game on, um, on Saturday, Saturday night, night yeah. against LSU and they're able to bring it defensively, like they did by and large against Auburn, then then that's a special team that can play with anybody in the country. And, and it's not just randomly saying that. 
they have proven that they can because the teams that they've played with and lost to in December mm-hmm. uh, will be as good as anybody as we get to the end of the season. And Alabama's hopefully going to be playing at their best level by the time the calendar turns to March. Well, and interestingly enough, uh, Alabama's now 14-7 and seven, uh, with one loss – uh, in the conference, in the to uh, which vaunts them up to the top, which is, I mean, we know they've been playing good basketball, but all of a sudden you're like, wow. They, they're leading the league. They're leading Half the league. game ahead that? of Tennessee yeah. right now because the Vols have, have played one less game. But um, And that Mississippi State win on the road oh, is yeah. looking better and better with, with Auburn having traveled to Starkville this past weekend. Well, and, and, to, and to go back, and I know this is about Alabama, but you mentioned Auburn and can, we can con- talk about them on well, the show, Well, the, too. the conversation about them struggling a little bit, I, while I think it, there's some accuracy to it, it's also not like they've fallen off the map. No. I mean, those are two Alabama at home. We know who and what they are. Bama still barely beat them. Uh, Mississippi State, really, really good, especially yeah. in Starkville. Alabama may be the only team that's beaten them there right now in mm-hmm. conference play. So – that's there's no shame in that it's not where they want to be I know Bruce has things he wants to see cleaned up from his squad but you know they're not they're not going anywhere they're still they're still fine and they're going to play a large part in in who wins the league and it may very well be Auburn themselves because they're right there Bama still got to go to them Um, but when you go on the road in this league and it's everywhere across the country I think the top teams have shown that I think the best teams are around 500 on the road yeah. right now. So if you're able to steal one on the road, regardless of who it's against, then you've let's, got maybe one and a half. Let's get out of by here. By doing that, let's, let's get out of here. Um, and interestingly, uh, you know, by, by changing the lineup a little bit on Saturday night against LSU, um, Coach Oates sending a little bit of a message to the team. But then also interesting, like, I guess you can look at it as, was it strategic or had he just had enough when he got his technical? on Saturday night against LSU. Yeah, I think it's both. Um, the timing of it and the way it played out was indicative of I know where I can walk across the line and mm-hmm. where I can't. Um, Bama responded well to it. Yep. But I think he got his message across. Yeah. You know, I, it, and that's normally what it is. It's not – you don't get a technical in hopes that you're going to get more calls. There's normally frustration with the officials, but also frustrated with your guys. And I think there was a tad of both. Because like I said, Bama wasn't getting it done defensively, but he obviously thought that it it wasn't just one call, but a series, you know, maybe had not gone the right way. And And he's not a chair-throwing guy either, so. uh, No, but I've got a feeling that if given the opportunity, he could hurl one as far as Bobby Knight could in his prime. But those were fun days. Those were fun days as long as you weren't an official exactly. or a chair. Or, yeah. or a chair. But no, or a Hoosier was, for that matter. Uh, good point. He um he is as animated as anybody I've ever seen. But he also understands, you know, i there's times I've looked over and a call's made and I think, oh, he's about to go off on the official, but he's going off on his player because yeah. he knows they've messed up. They're the ones that did wrong and He'll have their back when he thinks the official missed the call, but he's also quick to point the finger of blame where he thinks it lies. And if it's on one of his players, that's that's where the uh, the wrath yeah. is discharged. Well, and again, 
it, it really is like each night right now. It is it is a different challenge. Now yeah. Alabama goes back on the road Wednesday night to play over in Athens, um, which is a 5.30 start for us, which is... I'd rather have that on a road game than an 8.30 central start. I would like to get back before breakfast. I know. And that, That's a good point. That works out well for those of us that are going on the road. Um, it's it's an early game, but... Now, do they bust over to Athens? They'll fly. Okay. Yeah, you know, well... That's one of those where I'm really glad I'm on the charter. We'll nice. fly over and, okay. you know, knocking on wood, everything goes yeah. well. We're probably back home 11 o'clock, Tuscaloosa. I'm so jealous of that. We always yeah. have to drive. But also, getting off topic a little bit, we're going to Knoxville a week ago. Mm-hmm. And we'd gotten on the plane. It starts to taxi down the runway, and we don't go 50 yards and they're pumping the brakes on this. I don't know much about aerospace engineering, but I know that's not a good sign. Long story short, we got off the plane. We were two and a half hours late in leaving, but they had also dispatched the charter bus company that they're contracted with. They had dispatched two buses to make their way towards Tuscaloosa just in case the plane didn't get... Okay. Going. Because so it was also crazy cold, so I was like, were it was they de-icing it? Were they, what it were they was, making it sure? It was really cold. You're exactly yeah. right. It was single digits when we landed in Knoxville. But we did land there by dinner. It was only a 45-minute flight to Knoxville. It's six, oh, six gosh. and a half hours wheels from up to Tuscaloosa. Wheels. Yes. And then the back end, you know, hopefully you get it fixed and you're able to fly back. But still, the prospect of a bus ride when you're thinking it's yeah. a 45 minute deal and yeah. just what it does is it turned out no problems and we still lost by 20 plus. So it's a, it's that a, didn't it's matter. A, At least the radio guys felt better though. And I, I know that's, it's a quicker ride home the, when you lose by that much, having a shorter ride home, certainly you do not want to be on the bus with people. Not for you, know, six you, hours don't mind, you don't bus rides are fun when you're winning. Oh, yeah. They can be fun. Uh, they're not as much fun as flights when you've won, but nothing is pleasant. But the sooner you can get away from each other, yeah, the better. On um, or after a loss, does uh, does radio have a designated spot on the plane? We do, and they're good to us, far better than okay. we deserve. But you we're front, back. Back. We're we're in the middle. Okay. We're we're uh, we're further back, but it's the planes are all nice, and you've either got. First class seating, yeah. depending on how the plane is configured. I would think for basketball you get you, a lot well, of leg. I would hope that you get more leg room. It's either all for usually, the whatever reason, whatever company they're using right now, we get either first class seats. Okay. So you got you know two on a, a side, four to a row, but it's all first class seats, mm-hmm. so you're you're comfortable, uh, or. You've got the traditional, I call it the Southwest deal, where you've got three seats per side. And mm-hmm. in, at a minimum, even though the, the knee room is not very much, you've got an entire row to yourself. Oh, yeah. You can spread and out. And so you can stretch the legs out. And those poor guys that are 6'11 have at least a fighting chance. You know, yeah. For me, I'm 5'8", 5'9", whatever, and, and I'm – you're it's good. not much for me to be comfortable, but for them it can be miserable. So it's it's nice when they got the more leg room. Oh, obviously, yeah. any nervous flyers? Um, 
Probably. Okay. I'm nowhere near what I used to be. One thing is faith. I know, you know. Oh, God, that changes. That, that me, does change. Faith changes Listen, dramatically, and I'm your, not. If it's your time, if the bolts come off the side of the plane and yeah. you go out with them, it was your time. I, you know, if you don't want to see Air Alaska on the tail of the plane right yeah, now, it's okay. Um, given the recent history there, but no, it's. Um, there are probably a lot of those kids, but okay. I, I still remember 1995 Tulsa, Oklahoma NAIA national tournament. First time I had ever flown was with Birmingham Southern. And word got around, it was a commercial flight. Word had gotten around that I had not flown before. Mm -hmm. And we had some guys, they were great to me. I had not been with them at all during the regular season. I only, we only broadcast the national tournament games. Mm -hmm. I'm brand new, but they treated me like I'd been with them from the start. They were, they were great to me. Except for Mike Schwally, and if you're if you're watching in Chelsea, Mike Schwally, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about you. Uh, Schwally was a guard on that team and a good one, but he was also the prankster, and he he got word that I hadn't, and we start taxing down the runway, and not talking to me, but it Loud was for me. Yeah. It was for me. He's going, have y'all? What is that? Have y'all heard that? That, I, it's I've not flown, supposed to make that I've noise I've been flying before. for years. Yeah. I've never heard that on a plane. What is that noise? Is that supposed to be rattling? Yeah. And I look back, and he just starts dying laughing. I'm going, okay, you got me. Okay. You got me, and yeah. I know I can't trust you. And I do remind guys at that point, especially when it was radio only, that I carried a lot of power. I'm the one that determines if that air ball they shot may or may not have been partially blocked. That's right. Which determines to the listener back home whether they just threw up an air ball or the shot may have been partially It was a blocked. nice pass, too, sometimes. So let's, let's be real. Let's be, you don't hurt me. I won't hurt you. And yeah. We normally had a pretty good arrangement. Are you a movie watcher? Uh, back then, I was. Yeah. You know, I'm like everybody else now. Attention span can be so short, uh -huh. and you're so used to, you know, we're now, everybody had, truly, if you were on a bus that had the VHS player, Yes. Forget DVD. Yes, the VHS, the VHS uh -huh. player. You know, you're watching. Everybody had to watch the same movie, same too. Same movies, but it was also fun because you're watching the same thing. If it's a, if it's a comedy, you're doing uh, scenes. Mm -hmm. I still, I've told this before, I think, maybe on this format. I still remember my first game with Alabama uh, for basketball. And the first morning that I joined the team for breakfast, it was probably the day before we played Oklahoma mm -hmm. in that game at the Garden. So, you know, probably a Thursday game, and this is probably Wednesday team breakfast mm -hmm. that I'm invited to, and or, or lunch even. But it's the guys had been watching the movie Life mm -hmm. with Eddie Murphy yep. and Martin oh, yeah. Lawrence. Yep. You going to eat your cornbread? <laughs> so, there's so many. Mm -hmm. There's so many I could go with. Yep. But uh, – Erwin Dudley, who's now a grad assistant on the staff, and Mo Williams, who's now the head coach at his hometown, uh, Jackson State, were doing uh, a scene from life. The state of Mississippi is not interested in your medicological <laughs> assessments. And they're doing that scene. And we're all laughing because HBO, I think, had had the movie on, you know, when yeah. you only had a dozen even then you only probably had in a hotel 12 yeah. to 15 
channels, but you were to, everybody's watching the movie. Exactly. Yeah. So the movie life where I really watched it was on that trip, but okay. still to this day. And I reminded Mo of that last year, I think when they came to Tuscaloosa <laughs> to play. First thing I said to him, state of Mississippi is not interested in your medicological uh, assessments. And he started laughing. So okay. that's the kind of bonding stuff, seriously, yeah. though. Well, traveling, That I don't yes. know how much. I don't know if you get it now to the degree you used to. They do a lot of things together. But that is one of the, that is one of the things that's funny. When, when you're on a bus ride and you got to find a way to agree on certain things. And um, I don't want to go back to those because I know how tough it is on you physically double a baseball days yeah uh, but that's that's truly what it was like i never yeah. did minor league baseball but having done birmingham southern which did things in a first class way but first class back then meant sleeper buses yeah which were awesome oh my gosh. but at the same time it's still a bus yes and you know watching that stuff together was that was pretty fun Okay, well, I I don't watch a lot of movies, but I watched Saltburn recently, and I'm I'm gonna Saltburn Saltburn, I'm Check gonna tell out. you to save your two hours. That's just okay. me. That's on it's on it's on Amazon. It's an eye burn. It's, it's not a Saltburn. It's yeah, it, uh, it I don't know. I probably I, I bet Lance has seen it, and I don't. Lance know what, has seen every movie. I don't know what his take on it. Because I listen to the next round every I know. day, and there's I have I asked them so how much they watch about movies. Yes, I've asked them I'm like, how do y'all watch? All this stuff all the time. I'm like, well, that's all we do. I'm like, I think part of it's not having. No, they go to a lot of stuff. They don't do. get me wrong, but they're not at. They're not at as many games. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You well, know, in the travel, at least, ki- and their kids games, are all their trips. kids are grown. Those, right. They have older children than we do. Still, right. So. Well, you, you, I forgot. You've got older children. I've too. got. I got one in college. You got kids all over out. the place. Hey, hey, careful. Okay. That's not true. So obviously headed. Play the reputation of far <laughs> different direction right there, sailor. Okay, <laughs> so headed to Athens place. on Wednesday night. And not Wilt Chamberlain. Thank you very much. I met him. He came back to Kansas before he passed away. When I was when I covered Kansas, he came back. Kelly, and we need to just move the heck on. It's not that good of a story, but anyway. Uh, so okay. Alabama headed to Athens on Wednesday, and then uh, states coming back to Tuscaloosa yeah. on Saturday dangerous. night. Both of those are dangerous. Georgia's so much better. Mike White's, you know, Mike White did the thing that he'd probably never admit, but I think most people felt like he got ahead of the posse mm-hmm. because the expectations are so high. He had been, I don't know if Mike had taken Florida to a Final Four. I know he'd been to an Elite Eight. But when the the court's named after Billy Donovan and he's won two national titles yeah. and he's still doing some good things in the NBA, and you kind of resemble yeah. Billy Donovan, especially a young Billy Donovan. It's tough. You know, the uh, there's there's some expectations there. And, and whether they were fair or not, he wasn't meeting the expectations. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, he's not an obvious get-rid-of-the-guy right. type deal. Um, so when the opportunity came along for Georgia, you get to hit the reset button. What success, what is deemed to be success at one place is not another. Plus, there's also the feeling by every coach, and I, I get it, although, you know, history says you are who you are. And while Georgia has been to a Final Four and Georgia had Dominique, and despite what people may think, they were not one and the same. It was the year after Dominique left for the NBA, um, 
that Georgia made it to the mm-hmm. Final Four. It wasn't with him on the squad, but it was Hugh Durham. They've, they've got a history. They've done that. But nobody has won big there no. consistently. No. no, Tubby Smith probably would have, but he obviously and understandably took the Kentucky job. Um, you know, Dennis Felton had done well at, at I think, Western Kentucky. Um uh, took the Georgia job one the year that the tornado struck the Georgia Dome yep. and it finished at Georgia yep. Tech. It was a total fluke, goofy year. Yep. And that was a terrible Georgia team that somehow won four games in the span of three days. They, um, just a weird thing, but they don't have much success. But everybody looks at it and goes, well, why don't you? You're mm-hmm. 45 minutes from Atlanta. Yeah. You're you're close to the Carolinas. It's an it seems to be an obvious it's, geographical it's spot. It's a bad building. Yeah. Um you know, probably not much like Coleman, not as bad as the reputation gets. Uh, but it's still not a great building, but it's a place where people think they can and should win. He takes it. He's got them far more competitive. And I think now with NIL you can do that. Yeah. much more quickly. You know, Absolutely. you've got a yeah. chance to turn it around. NIL transfer plus the portal, transfer everything. portal being yeah. the bigger part of that, more so than NIL. But they're able to put together a pretty good roster. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you another mm-hmm. thing that I'm seeing, and it's tough on coaches, it's tough on fans, but I do think it's good for players. Guys like Grant Nelson um, at Alabama, uh, Connect at Tennessee, you could mention one for almost every school. These guys that put together really good careers at mid-major or lower mm-hmm. Division One programs that wonder in the back of their minds, you know, I did pretty well against that school in November, December, or the, the money games we think of mm-hmm. for, for programs yeah. that are less than the power six, we'll call it, with the Big East. Those players that do pretty well, they wonder, can I do it night in and night out? And if I want to play in the NBA, NBA people want to see it if I can do it night in, night out. Mm-hmm. So a Grant Nelson leaves North Dakota's home state and wants to try it somewhere else. Alabama reaches out. He takes a look at Alabama and Arkansas and – and it's a gamble because you can it's get stuck in the portal. You like, can, you, you but can... it was clear he was going to get an opportunity. The school you're at will always take you back, yeah, uh, or you would think when you're that good. But I think my point is, I think you're getting. We would never see Connect or Nelson in the SEC, yeah. Otherwise, Mark Sears is going to have to. We'd be watching Mark Sears right now play at Ohio and go. How in the world did that guy get away? Yeah. Well, he did because Mark wasn't as big, strong, physical as he is now. Now, he's still undersized in terms of height, but he's as strong as anybody there is. He is far more skilled in addition to being a really good shooter. In two years at Ohio made him better. He comes to the SEC, and I'm telling you, if Alabama's in the mix late he, and he continues where he's on the path right now, he may be the SEC player of the year. Yeah. He's no. that good. Yeah. And I just think it's creating more opportunities for those guys. And it may not make you better year in and year out, but you're going to have a chance 
have some really good teams when people may not be expecting it. Along those lines, <coughs> excuse me. Which, by the way, he's he's coming back from from being sick. You would never Play know. Her. You would not know it from the broadcast because you are just you're that professional. But you're on well, the, it's radio, and you couldn't see well, me. No, that's okay. Um, along those lines, uh, I'm I'm starting something called Kelly kicking up trouble. Which I've only known of since you actually yes. first arrived in Birmingham, but go ahead. So Kelly kicking up trouble here. We have an Alabama team with a head coach that is showing that he not only is he a good coach, not only can he recruit, but he is putting a good team on the floor night in, night out. Year after year. 45 minutes away, we have a UAB team that just beat Memphis on Sunday night on, on national television. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we would never see the two, like in a CM Newton classic here in Birmingham, play yeah. one another? I don't, you know, I don't know that never is, especially now, I don't know that never is accurate. Uh, but there was at, a time. Oh, there yeah. There was a time, I, and I get it. Uh, because it was a never. Several was. years ago, it was a, no, we will never. And when I, when I covered Kansas, each year they would play one of the other schools. They would either, it was a home and home. They would go to one of the smaller schools in state. They would have one of the smaller schools come um, yeah. to Allen Fieldhouse. And it was, it was a great thing. And I, that always just made me think there, there is such a divide. But you think, you want to talk about selling out an arena with the way these two programs are right now? I agree. Um, just a thought. I'm not against it. I've also been on both sides. I worked with UAB earlier in my career. Uh, I owe a lot to Coach Bartow and Watson Brown. Uh, Murray Bartow's a friend. Andy Kennedy's a friend. I have David Crane, their play-by-play voice, broadcast partner with him and, and learned a ton from David yeah. and, and friends with David. I got and no good guys. Problem. There's no bad guys in this No, scenario. there's not. There's also a lot of history that goes back before. Right. For both sides, um, that would it matter? No. Would it would it lessen Alabama's pedigree at all if they were to lose to to UAB? No. Would it dramatically change UAB if if they won? And I know, and people are listening, going especially the UAB side. Well, they've already won once. I get that. Nit fifty eight fifty six. Gene Bartow over David Hobbs. Um, I know, I know that we one well. We love history in Alabama. I know we, that one we, well. We do love history. Uh, at the same time, you know, it, it's not gonna. That's not the biggest win that UAB's ever had in that building. Right. UAB had bigger wins before that. Yeah. In that building, you beat Kentucky to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Yep. That's a bigger win. That was in year four of their program's existence, for crying out loud. Um, it was not the worst loss for Alabama in that building, in the NIT. Yeah. Called the, the loss to North Carolina A&T when Bama was the one seed in the... I just didn't know if the further was, we got away from the people who it was personal right. to, the, further, the, the greater distance we've gotten from that, if there was any different perspective. And I know would that obviously— Would I love to see it? Would I love, enjoy seeing it? Yes. Do I think it's inevitable? Um, probably 
in an NCAA tournament game? Yeah. And I think that's, for most people, we know that's the only I, realistic I, way it's going to happen. Look, let me tell you, you know, there's a piece of me that would have, and I don't remember where UAB was that year, if they got in or were on the, the bubble or not. It'd been cool as heck. Alabama UAB in Birmingham yeah. with Auburn playing the, the game first. Yeah. As as Auburn did, I guess. Who did Auburn lose to? New Mexico, which then beat Alabama? No, that's not right. They were in different brackets, different regions. But point is, they've, they've played in the same venue mm-hmm. before. It would be a really cool thing. I'll tell you what I would love to see, whether they play each other or not. As a basketball fan, I would really enjoy a one-day, all-day basketball deal where you might have a high school game in the morning. You had uh, it followed by a... Oh, have like an undercard. Uh, have, yeah. Have four games, have a basketball... Uh, or, um, and I don't mean to denigrate in any way by saying, well, they would be the first game, but having Sanford and Bucky McMillan play a game... Oh, absolutely. ...against somebody... Uh, Auburn against somebody, UAB against somebody, and Alabama against somebody as well. And, you know, they all come together to do an incredible day of basketball. This is our idea. We, we are coming up with I'm this. I'm not the oh, first I'll, one. I know, but Night I'm, Edie, I know, is listening, and not that they're going to necessarily I go just, off again, my idea. I would love to yeah. see it. I don't know that it's going to benefit either that much, but it ain't going to hurt either one at yeah. all. And I'm for anything that does draw interest and excitement for basketball. But here's what's happening. I don't know that it's going to create any more excitement or interest than UAB beating Memphis and Alabama a good point. beating yeah. LSU. Those You can't get any more electric environments yeah. than took place. And the fact that those programs are good and winning, and obviously Auburn as well, All that's what help. creates the real yeah. excitement because – it gave bragging rights for UAB if they want to have them all this time over Alabama because yeah. they won the only matchup. But it was the NIT. Long time ago. And it ago. didn't – It that's nowhere near the biggest for UAB, and it yeah. certainly wasn't a big deal for Alabama. It's not now. And that's why I'm saying what they're doing on the floor against everybody else is far bigger than one night against each other. Gosh, you're good at that. You just, you walk that line really well. I'm proud well, of you. I know. I mean it, though. I know you I do. Really do. I know. And, and, I don't, and I would enjoy it. I would. I, know. I would. I know. I and, love and, Coach Bartow. I love CM. I love Wimp. Uh, what they meant, I really enjoy Cliff and working, you know, games that he's called and being around What him. all they have done for basketball Sonny, in this state. Yes. Uh, Sonny's one of my favorite people. There's a ton of guys, and I'm, I'm leaving people out. Well, I know. I'm just talking about the – the old school yeah. deal and excited about where it is. This right now is the best era, in my opinion, of basketball within the state of Alabama, certainly among Alabama, Auburn, UAB. Include and I Sanford, will put Sanford in, the, yeah. in that mix Include as well. Include Sanford with what Definitely Bucky's will. been able to do. Birmingham and beyond, but what we, we tend to think of in the Birmingham area, it's the best era since the 80s when Gene Bartow had UAB four minutes away from a Final Four CM and then Wimp had it rolling in Tuscaloosa and Sunny. the Elite Eight 
for Sonny and those phenomenally talented teams that he had. has well. It's the yep. best, and Cliff was winning it down in South as well. Yep. I can't think of any better. I can't. I'm, that's it. This is yeah. my George Costanza. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna mic drop, and we're gonna be done. I but thought before, you were gonna. No. Uh. Uh-uh, no. 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 But, and go, I'm nope, out. nope. But before we officially sign off, we yes. will be listening to you on Wednesday night from Hope Athens. So. Uh, 5:30 tip off for us here Central Time. And then, uh, again, State coming into town on Saturday, Saturday night. night. So, yeah. yeah. Excited about it. Looking we'll be listening for it. you. But until then, before we go. Roll Tide. For Chris Stewart, I'm Kelly Hunter. You can always catch the guys on the next round each day talking about. Um, everything. Everything. And, They're really, yeah. And more informed than most. Exactly. And thank you to Scott Forrester for everybody at Double Down Media and the next round and Disrupt the Media. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.